happening now? We're about to send you back to the Welcome to another episode of Back to the Revuture, the show in which we take a classic film that one of us or both of us might not have seen and we take a look at it now. I'm Amber Inch. And I'm Drew Bridger. Yay! <laughs> nice intro. Don't be fooled though. It is not, unfortunately, one of the rare episodes where Amber is introducing me to a film. We just thought it'd be nice for a change. <laughs> We've reached that one year podiversary. We want to start changing go things crazy. up. This is going to go hog wild. We're going to throw caution to the wind with the rules and just say whoever wants to intro it can intro it. Why not? You did it very nicely, though. Well done. Thanks. That's all right. (laughs) So, one year in, still not bored of it. (laughs) Depends what film you choose. Well, yeah. Speaking of, (laughs) this episode... We are back in our comfort zone of the 80s, firmly, again, looking at 1983 and an incredibly young and gangly... Weird looking. Matthew Broderick in War Games. It's not War Games, unfortunately. Oh, okay. No, it's not. Because if you look at the technical title of the film, it's all one word. Mm. So it's not War Games, it's <laughs> War Games. How could anyone tell using that stupid font that they kept using? It's 80s no, computerisms, I mean, isn't it? I don't know. I think this is something that we need to get into with this episode, is what people thought computers were <laughs> in the 80s. And just bro- do everything on the keyboard. Tick, 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 tick. And I have to say, if anything, computers in the 80s were probably most accurately represented in this movie. It's just a shame that they were only represented by this movie for a short amount of time. But What do you mean? Well, I mean, the technology from the 80s, when this film came out, evolved really quickly. Oh, okay. It was like right around the start of the 80s that computers were really big and and started getting used for a lot of things and people were really getting into programming and using them. But it's also (laughs) at the same time that because they were getting used so much, technology started moving so much more quickly. He had a floppy disk the size of like the whole computer, basically. He had a or whatever that thing was. He had a floppy disk the size of a vinyl record. I don't even know. I don't even know if that's what it was or not. It was massive. It was crazy. Oh, someone's three D printed and enlarged the save icon by like a thousand. I like that in order to have dial-up, he had to actually attach <laughs> the phone to the computer. There was a device. Even that was huge. <laughs> he had to physically put the phone on the computer. It's, it's like, if someone tried to do that today, like trying to connect their landline to their <laughs> computer, and they just have put the phone on top of the monitor. Is this how I connect to internet? People don't even have landlines anymore. I know. Barely. Barely anybody has a landline anymore. We're going to get into a story now before we get your synopsis of War Games. Okay. But it was when I started 
looking around for our broadband deals <laughs> for here, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to say the company that I went with, but it rhymes with Schmodophone. Right. And they were desperate to get me on a broadband and home phone yeah, deal. Yeah, because no one takes it. Because no one wants it. <laughs> And I said, and I literally said to them, I don't have a handset to use (laughs) as a landline. I don't know what I would use that for. And they kept saying, yeah, but if you if you get this, it's a much better deal, and we'll give you all these free minutes. I don't want free minutes. minutes I won't use them. (laughs) Who am I going to call? What am I? What am I going to do? Pick it up and use it as a joke. What mobile phone (laughs) network doesn't give you free minutes? Exactly. I thought that was funny anyway. Weird. But hey, at least now I know that if I did have a landline, all I'd need to do is put it onto my computer and I've got instant <laughs> internet access. I just like to do that. Access. <laughs> internet access. <laughs> Give me one more go at that. One more go. Instant internet access. Spice. Spice. <laughs> Instant accident access. <laughs> now this is what War Games was missing. Tim Curry <laughs> being jokes. the voice. Oh, right. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. But Tim Curry being the voice of the computer. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine how much better it would be. Rather, he could even you could even work that in as a line of dialogue at the start. Where she says, oh my god, it's so clever, the computer is talking. And he says, no, 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 I just wrote this program that interprets what is being said. All he needs to do is add in, oh, and I designed it to sound like Tim Curry. <laughs> what did he Hello, say? What Dr. Was... Falk. <laughs> Would <laughs> you like to play a lovely said? game of chess? <laughs> what was the thing that... <laughs> you sound like that guy from Rainbow. Smashing. You sound like the guy from Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Which one Zippy? Is it? I don't know. It's pretty. I think you mean Zippy. What What does the purple one sound like? I I never watched Rainbow. What? I know we can't in, we can't include it on on there. Did Rainbow make a movie? No. Can we include that as a classic? No. Yeah, but it's not a movie. Well, it's not a movie. No. no. They might have made a movie. I don't a know. Feature length video or something. Feature <laughs> length video. You've Maybe we'll do that. S- you've never heard them on Rainbow before. I you heard them. Heard their voices. I heard them, but I can't. I can't. Bungles, the pink one. Right. Okay. And Zippy with the zippy mouth. And, and George. George is the big, is the big bear. bear. It's terrifying. And then Rod. <laughs> Rod. Yeah, it's Rod because Rod's it Rod? the real man. Rod's a real man. And then there's... Um... Uh, that sounds like a name that someone would give themselves if they were pretending to be a real man. I'm <laughs> no, Rod. Actually... <laughs> I'm Rod the real man. No, yeah, Rod, <laughs> Rod the real man. No, he actually is. And there's a woman, but I can't remember her name. The woman had no part being part of that group. Yeah, she did. No, that's why no one can remember her. <laughs> Jane. Rod, Jane and Rod, Freddy. Rod and Rod Jane. Jane's going to get Rod. <laughs> oh, you're disgusting. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're th- so Zippy was who you were thinking I sounded like yeah, with that bad like, impression. Yeah, because like all depressed. So, as we do every episode, we get the person who hasn't seen the film before to write a quick synopsis 
of what they thought the film was going to be about before actually knowing you're making a weird face <laughs> at this because you had no idea what this film was at all. I'd never even heard of it. Now, admittedly, I've the never title... I've heard of this film. How are you supposed to make a film up yeah. from War Games? Well, is... <laughs> now you see, contextually, it's a clever title when you know what the film is about. But no. if you don't, it could be anything. Yeah. And I kind of get that. Yeah, so you had to show me a poster. So I, I almost mm-hmm. cheated, but not really cheated, because the poster was still awful anyway. Didn't tell you anything. It's basically just a picture of their faces. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so it, that didn't help. So it gave away that Matthew Broderick was in it. Yeah. Basically. So I came up with the idea and I stole it from two different places. And it might also be a film as well, but just not this one because it's kind of the basic idea, but it's also a bit wrong. So I thought that they got a group of kids together um, in an experimental way, told them that they were playing a cool video game about war and like dropping bombs and missiles and stuff and actually you find out in the end that they were playing it for real and they were actually killing people yeah okay (laughs) all right so you were pretty much on the right path there i reckon well that was on the simpsons yeah and it was also on arrested development yes (laughs) yes it was So that's, yeah, that's right. So I kind of that's stole right. the idea a bit. But it kind of looked like that's what they were getting at. And I thought, so I didn't obviously realise that it was, he thought that he was just playing a regular game. So that's right. Yeah. He thought he was playing a regular game. He thought he was. It was him was. that hacked into it on purpose, which obviously was, wasn't. Yeah. Him. And this brings up a lot of what this film kind of started doing with films in the 80s. It was like the 80s ideas of what hacking is. Because we saw some of this in Weird Science. Yeah, okay. Didn't yeah. we? The guys who <laughs> yeah. use their computer to make, make a, a wo- make a person. <laughs> and it was like, oh yeah, this weird idea of what they thought hacking was <laughs> in the 80s. And then in the 90s, it turned into something entirely different it was jumping onto phone lines in telephone booths using your laptop yeah. to be able to hack from different locations yeah weird a-, a la hackers which was a very weird film i don't really watch films about technology well it, the thing is in hackers everyone had their cool hacker names oh so if you were a hacker, you had to have, like, a cool alphanumeric hacker name. Okay. Which they obviously didn't predict happening in war games, because he <laughs> kind of did it accidentally. <laughs> oh. But this whole notion in the 80s that you can access somehow all of these things from the comfort of your massive home <laughs> computer... <laughs> By being able to use literal dial-up. He literally dialed numbers on his phone and then attached the phone to yeah, the computer. Yeah, and why doesn't anybody in the 80s need a mouse? Yeah, that's weird as well. Although I suppose there's nowhere to navigate on those computers because it was all digital lines of text. I know, it's just so weird. So they wouldn't though, need they to use a mouse. typing everything and like, oh, I don't know. That's frustrating. Because everything was keyboard commands until they figured out how to 
use different pixels for things and then use the mouse. Mm. But all he wanted to do was play a game. <laughs> well, he did. Yeah. Obsessed with video games. This is where an obsession with video games gets you. <laughs> gets you hacking into NORAD by NORAD. accident. So what did you think of the film? I thought it was rubbish. Really? <laughs> okay. Interesting, because the thing is, why I wanted to show you this film was because it does get highly referenced quite a lot in some things. Because the thing about... The movie that I made up gets highly referenced in things. Yeah, because <laughs> the film that you made up was referenced by a bunch of... You made it up because you'd seen references to something else. Yeah, so I don't believe that about this one. No. So the thing with War Games is that it came about right at the time where computers, like I said, were starting to get really popular and home video game entertainment systems were... It also came at a time where literally everybody in the 80s was just waiting to be decimated by nuclear weapons. Yes, there is that as well. So that's that's the main reason why, I would imagine. Yeah. Because everyone was really scared throughout the whole 80s that they were going to get bombed. Yeah, it's so it was very topical. Yeah. At, looking back on it now, people now see it more for like the video game aspect of it rather than the threat of nuclear war well, that's what I kept aspect thinking, though, of because it because it was the it was the kids and it, they're teenagers they're in school and it was the teenagers in school that were oh, carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders because it's going to be bombed any minute <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but you don't really like, see that he at was the like, start oh i wish i never knew any of this yeah, <laughs> and just lived happily and then just have the bomb dropped on me and not know any better. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, well, it's much better to have the bomb dropped on you and not know anything than be one of those sorry folks that walk around with their face melting off looking for a place to live. <laughs> so like, what? You're weird. Where did the pterodactyl come from? Yeah, I didn't... I, I feel like I was having yeah, a favourite yeah, yeah. game when that came on. <laughs> Like, hang on, how is there suddenly a pterodactyl flying around and then you realise it's like a little remote control plane? Yeah, but I still don't then, understand that either. But here's the thing. Again, contextually, you have no idea of size of it until it nearly hits him. And then you realise it's absolutely massive. And it's like he's literally flying a full-size pterodactyl around because he picks it up and it's like the size of him. I know, I, know, I don't understand that guy. He's so weird. Well, this is what being a programmer on a war machine, a literal <laughs> war machine, will do to you. You can't live with the things that he's seen and done. So, so he has to go and... So he just goes and flies his pterodactyl <laughs> instead. Blissful ignorance of flying a pterodactyl. I mean, in all fairness, if you gave me the option, hey, would you like to go to NORAD and program war-calculating computers so that we can win wars before they even need to start in situations where it might happen. Or do you want to go over to this little island in the middle of nowhere, fly a pterodactyl? <laughs> oh, boy! Oh, wonder which one I want to do. Hang on. 
Oh, this is a real thinker here. No, you have to do one of them because you did the other one, though. Uh, can I fly the pterodactyl first? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And, then just, <laughs> and then I'll just say, yeah, I lied about being able to program machines. <laughs> I just wanted I just to fly wanted the pterodactyl. I literally, I saw that pterodactyl. I thought it was really cool. I wanted to fly it, so I lied about being able to program machines, unfortunately. <laughs> so I wanted to bring this up because, like I said, it was a really big thing in the 80s and it started off this line of films with kids doing computer things and hacky kind of things yeah and in particular there is a huge segment of ready player one that focuses the book ready player one not the film the film is a whole whole other thing unfortunately but ready player one as a book focuses on all of these different pop culture things of the 80s of the 90s and everything like that spaced gets referenced in the book of ready player one it's weird but there is a whole section of ready player one that focuses just on war games as a film because it's all about computer programming and it's all about video games and it's all about everything like that and the guy has to as part of the game reenact word for word all of war games (laughs) what yeah he is matthew broderick's character and he has to get every line of script and beat right in order to pass from through the, from, that. Just from his head? Yes, from memory. <laughs> Why, well, is he watched the film a lot? And this is the thing, because it's referenced so much that the person that created the computer world in Ready Player One mm. was highly influenced by War Games. And they said, like, oh, War Games was one of his favourite films of all time. Right. So, you know, he was, he was watching it all the time because it's it starts off and it's all about video games. It's literally about a kid that just wants to play a video game system okay. and tries to find this video game. Mm. So it influenced him in being a video game programmer. And this is where War Games kind of comes into the fold of being a really big pop culture influence. Yeah, because don't you think 80s. it's weird? Was the Goonies out in the 80s? Yeah. Don't you think it's weird that like there was such a strange divide between kids that went out and played with a treasure map and then kids that sat in their room and played on computer? Yeah, and to an extent, that is something that kind of continues on today. I don't know. I just I... think it's strange that like, like there was some one part of the 80s that people were making films that were like so in advance and kids were doing things that were so modern and like futuristic and hacking stuff with their computers and everything and then you've got this other group of kids same in the 80s made in the 80s that were like outside playing like adventurers in on a pirate ship and stuff it's so far removed it is it's really divisive into the same era like it's really weird but you'll notice that any film that has a character in it who owns a computer system at home and all of the guffins that go with it you know the 
the phone handset that it can listen to the dialing tone and everything like that and the big I've never seen that freaking <laughs> floppy disc reader. I don't know if that was an actual thing no. or not. I like to assume that it was, that that was like early dialogue. Through your landline, but I've never seen anybody with a phone that huge and then you just put the handset on top of the whatever that is. Yeah, it's crazy. These huge, like, floppy disc readers that were like, you know, vinyl record players and everything. You'll notice that any characters that have that live in a really expensive house, which shows that obviously it takes a certain kind of person to be able to afford that and everyone else was out riding bikes past the curfew of lights going on and you know the street lights coming on and everything like that going out into woods and looking for demogorgons (laughs) i'm mostly thinking about stranger things at the moment i just have a very distinct stranger things picture in my head it's just the age then probably yeah, I mean, it probably is the age, because Matthew Broderick, this was two years, I think, before Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Three years before no, I mean, Ferris Bueller's of Day Off? Kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that as well. Yeah. That as well. But even then, Ferris, uh, he was playing this before Ferris Bueller. Yeah. So he was probably around the kind of age where someone would start getting into computers and... Yeah, so he's older than, like, the Goonies kids and, yeah. the, and the other kids like that. Yeah. So he's older than that. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And I think this might well have been one of Matthew Broderick's first major film roles. Yeah, From I what I can so. remember. I wouldn't, yeah, I don't... I, yeah. Because pretty much right after this, not immediately after this, but sort of after this, it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And that really kind of took him off. Yeah, so no one cares about this. No one cares about this anymore. Yeah. (laughs) No, exactly. And then he did Inspector Gadget and then no one cared about him after that either. Which is a bit of a shame. That's bad. Well, I think it was mistake after mistake, really, because he did Inspector Gadget and Godzilla kind yeah, of around the same time thing, so. yeah and you know what i didn't realize that it was matthew broderick doing the voice in the lion king until years later on like i only literally put two and two together on that when i was about 18 i think it was crazy <laughs> i never knew that how can you remember what age you were when you... <laughs> when you... I don't know, because I just... I, it was one of these things I never really thought about. Despite the fact that Lion King is the film that I have seen in cinemas the most. Whatever. Ever. Five times. <laughs> Five times on its initial run as well. It's not oh. like I went back years later and saw it on a re-release or anything. Five times on its initial run. I can't remember if I saw that at the cinema or not, because I would have been, like, five. Yeah. No, I definitely did, because I, I went three weeks in a row, I think. <laughs> That's dedication. I know. It was that good a film. I feel like I did. I can't really remember. I was too young. I can't remember. I think the only other film I've seen nearly as much as that in cinemas was The Force Awakens. When I saw Child out. in the Chocolate Factory about 10,000 times. Did you? Yes, I saw that more than five. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. Do you care to recite exactly how many? I'm not really sure. Well, I, I saw it twice with the same member of the fam. I saw it twice with my grandparents. Okay. And then I saw it once with my actual parents. And then I saw it with a friend. Then I saw it with another friend. So maybe five, yeah. Maybe okay. the same. Yeah, maybe All the right. same. Like, okay. I was going to say, because you must have gone like... I can't think I saw it really a sixth time, because that's quite a lot, isn't it? Because usually cinematic releases of films are generally around six seven weeks if they're popular oh yeah well it wasn't it wasn't so. once a week it was more than that yeah oh it was more than once <laughs> a week yeah it was only like a few days after each other oh wow okay but i think it wasn't any more than five i would i wouldn't have thought you were doing your dad's thing of five. coming out of one show and going straight back <laughs> yeah, into another one and back into it. just walk, walking out the door going round <laughs> out the exit back into the entrance and back in again <laughs> I snuck into one halfway through, <gasps> but I didn't stay. I just opened the door. You know, when you open the door and you go, oh, what film was that? <laughs> and then walk back out. I don't think I've ever done that. Oh. I don't think I ever have. I think I've, I've done that once by mistake. No, when I, I walked, walked into back it because into the wrong it was film. on like the really big, you know, in Leisure World, in the big cinema, there's two screens that were the biggest R.I.P. Leisure World. <laughs> It's still there. Yeah, I know. But when if people are listening to this in a few months' time, well, I don't for know. They keep reason, saying that it's gonna get, they're going to get rid of it, and then it keeps just staying there. I just think it's best to cover all bases <laughs> okay. and just assume that tomorrow they're going to tear down <laughs> Leisure World. All right, okay. I, well. I live every day of my life perpetually on of the understanding that tomorrow they might tear down the Odeon at Leisure World. Okay, fine. There used to be a cinema. <laughs> Where there was, they had their two big main massive screens right at the front. Yep. So before you exit, after you've watched your film and whatever other screen you're in, you have to walk past them. So they obviously tell you on top of the door what's what's in there. And I walked past and I was like, oh, I wonder what part they're at. And then I opened the door and had a look and I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that didn't do it. I didn't go and sit down or anything. Can't believe you got away with that. Got away with opening the door. What if the, somebody obviously probably just thought that I'd gone back? Who? What do you mean? Got away with it? Who's going to stop me? <laughs> I don't know. I. I mean, if I was a cinema, but I mean, maybe this is from working in a cinema that only had two screens. There, there's but no. But saw... There's never anybody there. What? What are you? Even this is. About? Do you know what? You are absolutely right. The staff at this particular cinema that we are talking about probably didn't even know what day it was if I'm being yeah, but honest. Why would? Why could anybody stop you? Because I could just say I'm um, just come back from the toilet. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't do anything. I didn't disrupt anything. I just opened the door, looked at the screen. I didn't even go in, because you can see from the door what's on the screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just open the door. It's not Having like it's not like showcase look. now when you have to like go around a corner to get to the thing. You just open the door, and the screen's right in front of you, a little bit cut around the corner, and you can just have a look. And you just sort of stood in the doorway for the next hour and a bit no, watching I the rest didn't. of it. No, I didn't. I opened the door and looked <laughs> and shut the door, because I was like, oh, is that part? <laughs> So how many bits of films have you seen of that then by that by that method? Just that one. Just that one. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because I okay. saw it that said Charlie and the Chocolate Factory at the top and I was like, oh, I wonder what bit that's in because I've seen it loads of times. Like, oh, and then oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. No, now you have to. <laughs> okay, I pirated it. <gasps> and then watched it forever and ever and ever. <sighs> Amen. But we paid for it six, like five or six times. I think that's enough. And then I bought it as soon as it came out on DVD. Amber, and paid for the soundtrack. Amber, don't you know that <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people worked on that film and that film created jobs 
for people and now you're stealing food out of their mouths. I know, I'm sorry Johnny Depp, I really, I'm, yeah. I really feel bad for him, yeah. Yeah, Johnny Depp <laughs> sure got that, a portion sure that of really those affected, proceeds. I'm sure that really affected him. <laughs> well, it's fine because halfway through the film somebody got up and walked in front of the camera anyway. <laughs> so you didn't like... Paid for the film five times, not allowed to have it on a bloody little CD. <laughs> the only film I ever had on pirate copy and everyone was bloody selling them at the market and my little CD is the one that everyone goes crazy about <laughs> no thanks I had the soundtrack paid for the soundtrack I bet you did pay CD. for the soundtrack you went to see and it the five DVD times there we go so I'm allowed to have a little bit of a CD wait I was waiting until the actual thing came out because I wanted to keep watching it I'm not wow. hurting anyone <laughs> if I ever meet Johnny Depp I'll ask him all right, then. Okay. <laughs> Am I allowed to do that? And you would have said, yeah. I don't know where it is now. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool. You're interested? Interested. Excellent. I'm glad you said that because Greenbird gift baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customizable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber, they can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird gift baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird gift baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. So you didn't have all that much to say about war games then? Not really. Matthew Broderick looked really weird. <laughs> he just looked strange. He didn't look right. And then halfway through, it looked like he had a haircut for some reason. His hair was long and just messy and all over the place and then all kind of a sudden like, like shaggy from scooby-doo yeah and then all of a sudden like he had got into the helicopter walked right next to the blade which was normal and fine <laughs> and then yeah i like the fact that this guy for some reason managed to get a helicopter there from out of nowhere apparently they didn't see the helicopter <laughs> approaching no. to pick him up from his house no. on this island no, but why did he wait so long to pick them up they'd literally just left his house why didn't he just say wait a minute well okay because i don't think it's his helicopter i think he called in someone well yeah to come he and get said, him oh, don't go i'm just gonna call a helicopter well why he made he this decision later on so this long? is the thing <laughs> i think he made that decision afterwards so, but what baffles me is the fact that they didn't hear this helicopter approaching the island to pick the guy up. They didn't notice the helicopter was there until suddenly the light came on. As, because apparently helicopters can be completely silent <laughs> if they don't have their lights on. And also, the fact that the helicopter needed to chase them a little bit before landing and saying, yeah. okay, it's us. 
come get in. Yeah. Or you've got to chase them around the island a little bit. <laughs> no, you've got the megaphone right there. You could have just said from the <laughs> megaphone. No, he wa- he was being a pervert. He wanted to watch them kiss longer. <laughs> <laughs> He wanted to pirate video them, <laughs> them kissing. In the 80s. Yeah, it's the start of piracy. <laughs> All leading up to you getting an illegal copy of <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. How dare this you. is where it starts. It wasn't illegal. <laughs> <laughs> In all fairness, I'll, I I will come clean. I did manage at one point to get a pirated copy before it was released in cinemas of The Phantom Menace. And I chose not to watch it because Why, why did you even get the copy then? <laughs> no, cuz it wasn't me that got it. I ended oh. I ended up with it in my possession. But I wasn't the one that purposefully went out and got it. Someone came back and said, oh, look what I managed to get. I'd so never I'm... do it now. No, I but wouldn't this either. this is my point. This is my point. You didn't even do it then. Uh, because Frigid. I chose. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because Frigid. I chose to go, you know what? I want to watch this Star Wars movie in the cinema I and get the full effect. I never would have watched that copy before I went to the cinema. And well, then, well, no, this is the thing. And then I went to the cinema and I watched Phantom Menace and I went, not sure it was worth the wait. <laughs> no, you should have just watched that pirate copy. This is what I'm saying. People used to go to markets and people used to be out in the world, lined up pirate DVDs that people would actually pay somebody else money for. And I'm the issue. <laughs> <laughs> when I later on bought the real copy and the soundtrack, paid to see it at the cinema five times, paid for the merchandise <laughs> the merchandise you wouldn't believe what i had you wouldn't believe it <laughs> okay tell me let's see if i believe it the fancy i dress. don't believe it i'm <laughs> 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 sorry the fancy dress costume which i put on my dog <laughs> oh yes I think this needs to be one of our Instagram posts if you can find I that photo. I don't have the picture because I took it on, oh. a, I took it on a flip phone like 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, wow, a flip phone. It wasn't 20 years ago. 15 years ago, probably. Yeah, it was a picture on a flip phone and that flip phone got broken, I'm afraid. <sighs> the classic drop. Awkward. Yeah, very awkward. Awkward. So, yeah, so I have that. That That's just one example. Oh, of many pieces of merchandise. <laughs> yeah. How many bloody chocolate bars did oh, you go yeah, through? For... I didn't yeah. eat any of them, though. It was other people. <laughs> was I just kept the people. wrappers. You just wanted the wrappers? I just kept the wrappers. Bless you. Oh, bless you. I only one of each. I didn't go crazy. Fair enough. <laughs> also... Oh, heaven forbid you should go crazy on the merchandise <laughs> for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> They had oh loads of stuff, colouring in books, like loads of stuff. I didn't go as far as wearing clothes. I'm not that bad. Right. I no, any, you. I didn't want anybody. No, because to... you have to draw a line in the sand. I didn't want somewhere. anybody to know. No, that you're I absolutely liked it. right. <laughs> I didn't want anybody to know that I liked it. In all seriousness, kids, it, it's not a good idea to pirate things. It, it is illegal. I we, didn't pirate we, it. Somebody else. Someone else. It, uh, someone else did it. it. I know. I know. <laughs> someone else did it, and you ended up with a copy somehow. They don't even exist now. They don't. They don't. So what's the big deal? I'm just saying, piracy isn't big and it isn't clever, no matter how much you like Johnny Depp. Well, I enjoyed it, so I'm not going to lie. I had a good few months before the real DVD came out. (laughs) (laughs) And you ended up buying the real DVD anyway. Obviously, because yes, why not? Because you didn't want people walking in front of the screen while you were trying to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't want 
god-awful sound quality, boomy sound quality coming through. <laughs> now, you wanted the nice, crisp, clear DVD quality sound. <laughs> it's the only one that I ever had. The only one, because I really liked it. Stop trying to shame me into having a, because I had a pirate copy of something. I'm not trying to shame you because yes, you had you a pirate are. copy of something. I'm trying to shame you because it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, you're not. You're trying to no, shame me because I had a pirate copy of it. I am. I am. Nasty. <laughs> Still pay for the internet to get the pirate copy. <laughs> I, well, I don't. I don't see the problem. That makes it so much better. No, in all seriousness, don't pirate copy films. Oh, you can't even We're do only talking. No, I'm, I've got to do a disclaimer. I'm just trying to say we don't. We don't endorse it. It's better to pay for the film and I did contribute pay for back. The film. You did. I know you <laughs> Five did. Five times. <laughs> Would you have paid five times to see War Games? No, I wouldn't have paid once. Because <laughs> there were people that did. No, there wasn't. I think there was. No, there wasn't. I think there might have been. Don't lie. <laughs> so did you understand by the end of the film and how the film ends, how much of a reference this is to other things? No, I didn't see any. I don't, no? don't recognise any of it. They referenced it in uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. What? Yeah, there's a reference to it. Because they go into the old... It's from the 50s. Yeah, because they go into the (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D. bunker. Yeah. And they're trying to access the computers, the old computers in the S.H.I.E.L.D. bunker. Yeah. And Natasha is typing in all of the keyboard commands and she goes, shall we play a game? And she turns around to Steve and she says it's a film reference. And he goes, no, 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 I got it. It's fine. How did he get it? Because he's probably watched it. (laughs) Why has he watched it? Because they were probably saying this is a very culturally relevant film for you to watch. This will explain why now computers are such a big thing. Whereas in the 1940s, in the 1940s, you didn't really know what a big computer like this was. But now this will tell you why computers are culturally relevant. He just wanted to watch a film about war. He just wanted. To, he just said to somebody, "Give me every film about war." Well, yeah. I mean, there probably is that as well. He but... loved it. Can't get off of it. <laughs> he, lo- he loves a bit of war games, Captain America. That's all he knows. He's a super soldier. Yeah. <laughs> so this film didn't have enough jokes for you. Didn't have enough like <laughs> jokes. Is that it didn't what it have was? Anything. Why Why did they sit in his room for so long at the beginning? Why was that so long? Oh, it was so, that was really long. That was unnecessarily long. See, I also did just realise that there, there's a weird reference to war games in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Because what does he do right at the start of the film? I don't know. He changes his grade from home. Oh, yeah. He doesn't... Well, sorry, no, he doesn't change his grade. He changes the amount of days that he's been absent for. And he says, I wanted to do lessons in this, and they got me a computer, and it was the best money that they ever spent. Yeah. So he was there doing it on his computer. So that's another weird connection that (laughs) War Games has to other films. Yeah, well, well, I guess I'd never... I'd just never seen the film before, so I didn't know. But I still didn't recognise stuff when I was watching it, really. It was a weird film, wasn't it? It wasn't funny. It wasn't it wasn't really anything. I didn't really know. It's weird. It's it's not outrightly comedic. There are funny moments in there. Like when he admits to her that he never learned how to swim. Yeah. And he was like, I, I just never got around to it. 
You know, it's things like that that kind of, you kind of go, oh, okay, right, that's kind of <laughs> Yeah, you're not laughing it's though, weird. are you? <laughs> well, I guess I'm not oh, okay. laughing, Oh, laughing. okay, he doesn't know how to swim, right, great. Yeah. That's fine, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of coming of age, really, more than yeah, anything. It's not enough of any one thing, is it, to make it something? No, I guess not. It's not thrillery enough to like, be it's com- it's a thriller. It's confused me. <laughs> It's confused me. It's confused you? Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to think about it. It's a weird one, but I wanted to show it to you because of how much it is referenced by other things mm. as as it being like a quote-unquote nerdy film. You right. know, it was the start of this kind of like nerd era of computers in the 80s yeah. when computers were starting to get really big. And it's really cool to see that they got the kid from Polar Express in as one of the computer <laughs> programmers. I thought it was Screech from Say by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> this, without a doubt, is the blueprint. This one minor background character <laughs> is the blueprint behind any nerdy know-it-all in any other film. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what he's talking about. I totally know that. I knew that just from looking at it. <laughs> All right. Though. That was from the 50s. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew totally what that was about. All you need to do is find the back door. What's he talking about, a back door? Oh, you don't know about the back door? <laughs> tell him, tell him, Jim. Tell him about the back door. All right, God, fucking... <laughs> Jeez. Shut up, kid. That was Sheldon Cooper... Version uh, 1.0. Yeah, yeah. What we're dealing with now is like <laughs> Sheldon Cooper XP. <laughs> like, that's the kind of guy who you see like collecting Rocks. different versions of. I was going to say different versions of Windows. Like, oh yeah, I got, I got versions of Windows all the way back to Windows 1. Collecting different yeah. versions. Like, he's just got them on a disc somewhere. He's got the program <laughs> for Windows, like, on a disc somewhere. All on floppy disks. That's a shame. You know? Yeah, they are out there. They are out there. They are real. They are real. You can start, <laughs> if you want, on eBay, probably. If you want to start. I really don't think that's a collection that I want to start, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll just get distracted by, like, Pokemon cards or something. <laughs> Would you like... A couple of bits. What's this going to be? Did you know that War Games is the most boring film on the planet? <laughs> wow. Okay, so I'm not predicting a, uh, I'm not predicting a good rating for this film. It, it just, it didn't keep me captivated. It didn't keep me enthralled. I feel like it's definitely a film of the time. You know, it was probably very interesting at the time. It was probably. I don't know. I wasn't alive when it came out. Oh no, you weren't. No. Would you like a little bit of War Games trivia time? Okay. Oh, it got the theme song. Interesting. Okay, (laughs) interesting. I didn't think it was going to for a second then. The studio had the Galaxian 1979. Oh, yeah, I really liked that bit. (laughs) That's my favourite part of the film. Where he's playing Galaxian. Yeah, because I love that game. Oh, I didn't know how much you loved that. I had it on Game Boy. I'm going to see if I can download Galaxian now. <laughs> I had it on Game Boy Color. See, this is... Okay, so this is why this film is culturally 
relevant across different eras. Okay, <laughs> people still love Gallagher and Galaxian, except yeah. <laughs> now, rather than playing it on a huge machine, I can literally download an emulator for it onto my Nintendo Switch, and you can play it yeah, if you probably. want. And I'm gonna look for one tomorrow. I love and it. And you're gonna be so happy that I found Galaxian. Am I? Yeah. I haven't played it for ages. I bet I'll be rubbish. I just like playing it. I'm gonna download it to the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> and you'll be able to take it around and play it. And that's why it was late. When I saw that part of the film, I was like, oh, this is going to be so good, this film, actually. Just all about video games. Well, no. Just and then I realised it wasn't. I just thought, oh, that's fun. He's a cool teenager and he's being late because he's playing video games. Ugh. The studio had The Galaxian, 1979, and Gallagher, 1981, arcade machines delivered to Matthew Broderick's home. <gasps> Oh, he, so they could practice. He practiced for two months to prepare for the arcade scene. So that was real. Yeah. Ah, He's actually playing it. They I'm didn't just like. I'm impressed by that now. Yeah, they didn't just. It would have been easy to kind of project his reflection onto the glass. Yeah, yeah. But he's actually playing that, ah. and he's like racking up the score. I'm actually impressed and everything. by everything. There was one of them that I liked more than the other one. I can't remember which one though. One yeah. of the, I didn't like the one that they're the rule. Gallagher, I think, is the uh Yeah, so there's one of them that they're all like lined up on the bottom. Mm. I don't like that one. I like the one that he was playing when they were going like zoom zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's Gallagher. Yeah, probably. But I will probably have people correcting me. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's right. I'll get I'll get angry tweet tweets going, um, I don't think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> In fact, it's very hard to download an emulator to the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. All right, okay, all right. Well, I could probably get the app Fine. on my phone then. Yeah, there's someone just mirror it to the TV. Yeah, exactly. There we go. We live in an age where we've moved on from having to stick phones onto the computer in order to get access yeah. to the internet. Okay, yes. we've moved on. One more bit of uh, War Games trivia time, if you want. Okay, so it's good enough to get the theme song. Okay, good, good, okay. So I'm trying to trying to predict what the rating might be in my head. The writer's main inspiration for the character Professor Stephen Falcon was Cambridge Professor Stephen Hawking. <laughs> oh, I get it. He was originally approached to appear in the movie, but declined because he didn't want the producers exploiting his disability. Oh, why would they yeah. exploit his disability? When they had somebody that wasn't even disabled in the first place. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder what they pitched him. Yeah, that might have been weird. They might have pitched him a maybe, very different kind of character. Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to be a little bit evil and a bit weird. And he's like, what, because I'm disabled? <laughs> yeah, probably something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Or the Falcon. fact that he's a recluse or something. Falcon. Yeah. Like Hawk. Yeah, and I did think while the film was going, oh, that's quite close to Stephen Hawking. I <laughs> know you didn't. I did think... <laughs> I did, the thought did cross my mind, because I, well, no, okay, so that wasn't the exact thought that went through. I wasn't thinking it in my head, like, oh, that's suspicious. I did think, while they were saying Stephen Falcon, I thought, oh, like, kind of like Stephen Hawking. Did you actually? Yeah, because I kept thinking that they were going to say Professor Stephen Hawking. Because oh. you hear Professor Stephen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And your mind immediately goes to Hawking. <laughs> 
But I thought it was I thought it was weird to see that that was actually their intention. Yeah, okay. And obviously because Professor Stephen Hawking is an incredibly clever dude. Yeah, know? I don't think he would have been worried about hacking for war, though, to be honest. No, exactly. And I think that might have been part of it. Yeah, maybe he just, yeah, to, he, yeah, to, he just didn't want to be associated with this type of thing. <laughs> He's a serious professor. So, as we sometimes do, we get you to pitch a sequel to a film that we've watched. So, if there was going to be a sequel for War Games... I can't even what remember how think? it finished now. Well, it just finished with them getting they, they Joshua to play tic-tac-toe with himself and realised that it would be a stalemate each time. Yeah. So because he was learning, this was like the first thing about AI, artificial intelligence, you know. Yeah, yeah. They programmed yeah, it to learn. he was learning as he was going. Yeah, so he was learning as he was going. So they programmed this computer to learn progressively... And he learnt that the only way to win at war is not to get involved and not to play. So that's where it kind of ended. Yeah. There. So actually, so is this? I don't think I understand it. Is the thing that actually they they weren't playing for real? No. So they weren't really playing, were they? Because then at the end, all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh yeah, nothing happened now." So what was happening with them was a simulation because they yeah. thought the Russians were about yeah, to launch. Yeah, so that's nukes. why they're running around like, "Oh, it's a simulator, it's a simulator." Right. That's and they were saying this is all an elaborate simulation. It's fine. That's when the professor came in and said, "This isn't actually happening." But all everything they were going off of the basis that actually it was because they didn't want to run the risk that it yeah, wasn't. That, yeah, yeah. But when it became the computer's turn to return fire, yeah, that was when it became real because it started hacking and running through launch codes to get the launch codes to actually launch the missiles. Yeah. So it was actually going to launch them and start that retaliation. So that's how they won because he just realised there was no point. Yes. So that was why they had to get the tic-tac-toe to tell him not to do it essentially it's weird i know it is but if you were gonna i'm trying to think of what you could have as a sequel to that i mean it's not exactly like it would be the same machine going wrong again (laughs) you'd think that but actually (laughs) i want you to i see in my mind what you're thinking of is the same as the RoboCop sequel <laughs> that you pitch, where he just goes on holiday <laughs> and it's still crime o'clock somewhere. Yeah, but he's So just... Joshua, as a big lumpy computer, goes on holiday, <laughs> takes a break. He's a bit too stressed. He needs to calm down. He's got a little, like, one a flowery necklace lay. A lay. A lay round him. <laughs> And um, he's not going anywhere near water because that would be bad because he's a computer. No, but he is drinking a cocktail, though. But he is drinking a cocktail. And then he realises, oh, actually, I do still have a job to do. Runs another war simulation. Oh, no! No. Because he's just like, I wonder what would happen if Hawaii went to war. No more war, thank you. No more war. No, it stops now. Okay. I think that probably... I I want it to be about that nerdy guy. (laughs) <laughs> from the start yeah it's him 
hacking in and finding <laughs> it. And he's trying to get people to like him because he's like, hey guys, look what I can do. But nobody likes him still because actually people don't have computers yet. So it's a waste of time. So he says, hey, look what I can do. I can help you with this. I can help you do this. I can help you do this. And then everyone's like, no, well, no one's got a computer. What's a computer? <laughs> That's never going to catch on, stupid nerd. And so then he just wastes his time. <laughs> It's his journey to becoming a big-time computer programmer, but everyone no. stood in his way no. because they don't think computers are that big a deal. No, he no, he stops himself being a computer nerd in the end because everyone says computers aren't going to catch on. Oh. If, you keep wasting your, if you keep wasting your time on these computer things, you're never going to get anywhere because computers are never going to... They're never going to do anything. They're just going to oh. stop now. And then he's like, okay, I'll just start smoking and put a leather jacket on and be cool instead. So then he turns into like a cool person. Oh man, he's a millennial before that before his own time. <laughs> yeah. He turns into a cool person, and then and then everyone's like, "Oh, he's kind of cool now, actually." And then he goes, "Yeah, all technology, all bets are off. I'm going to stop doing everything. I'm going to be Amish now." And everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's really cool." <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone from being a computer programmer to being a hermit out in the woods instead. No, he doesn't live out in the woods. He's just he's just got the Amish spirit. Ah, the Amish. Ar- <laughs> <laughs> he's got that Amish spirit. <laughs> so he just like he's he got just, the spirit of the Lord in him. He just you just does stuff with his hands instead. Okay, all right. Erecting a barn. Yeah. Doing a barn raising. Well, no, he still lives in a house. No, but that's what the Amish people do. They they do go to a barn raising. They all work together and and raise up barns. No, but he lives in modern civilization. Oh, okay. But he's just he pretends to be Amish. <laughs> he doesn't. He okay. doesn't pretend to be Amish. He just adopts their way of life. So <laughs> instead of using a washing machine, he washes with his hands. You know that sort of stuff. Okay, but he just doesn't go to any barn raising. No. Oh, okay. He doesn't. He just doesn't use electric stuff. I think the Amish would look down on him for that for not doing his part. Well, he doesn't live with the Amish, so they wouldn't know. Okay, all right then. How would they know? I mean, they got their Amish sense, you know. They <laughs> no, know, they don't. They recognise their own. No, he he's not their own. This is what I'm saying. Uh, you, you don't understand. He's a, he's a, <laughs> this is what they. This is exactly what they're saying to him. He's saying to, he's saying to them like, you don't understand. Computers are going to be a big thing. No, they don't. What are you talking about? I feel like you're me, and I'm the film now. <laughs> This is what I was like through the whole film. What? I don't understand. What? Well, Amber, would it surprise you to know that in 2008, they did indeed make a sequel to War Games? What? Yeah. It is called... War Games 2. Yes. No, it's not. No. (laughs) It's called War Games Binary Code. No, it's not. It's called War Games The Dead Code. And the synopsis is, the United States Department of Homeland Security has led to believe an American teen hacker playing a terrorist attack simulator game online is a real terrorist out to destroy the US. Literally exactly the same plot. Who plays the teenager? It is Matt Lanter. Like Atlanta but with an M on it? <laughs> yes. If you want to think of it like that, yes. <laughs> Matt that, that that is Matt Lanter from Atlanta. Yes, I believe that is uh, that is what his name is. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> Named after the state he was born in. Oh, what Georgia? No, Atlanta. 
<laughs> My name's Matt. Matt Atlanta. Uh, yeah, it's um, it has a four point five out of ten rating. Oh, out of ten. I thought it was going to be out of five, and I thought, whoa, we should have watched that one instead. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know why no, they did that. No, War Games has a 7.1. Out of 10? Yeah, on IMDb. Oh. Yeah. This is... Oh, I don't understand. What do you think of that? I think I just didn't watch it properly. <laughs> oh, you're watching it with your eyes closed. Oh, Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, right. What would have made the watching of this film better for you? I don't know. Snacks? No, I don't, well, I had an eclair. That was pretty oh, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think can't get much better than an eclair, really. One that I could have because it was dairy free. That must I know. Be special. So yeah, I don't know really. I don't, I'm just not sure why I didn't. I just didn't gel with it. Just something about it. I just didn't take to you know. And it was that oh that part in the, in the in his bedroom, that really killed the spirit early on. It's because you're not a computer nerd. <laughs> that's why. Oh yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I forgot about that. You only like the bit at the start where he's playing Galaga and Galaxian. <laughs> yeah, I like that bit. Yeah. I did like that bit actually. And I thought, oh, this is gonna be cool. It reminded me of Wreck It Ralph, and then it wasn't anything like Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> no, it's nothing like Wreck It Ralph. No. <laughs> that would have been good though. I why did... couldn't it? Have, why couldn't it have been that he went into the game? Because that, yeah, that's Tron. <laughs> no, but I don't like Tron. No. Too technical. Too. <laughs> so Tron's too technical, and War Games isn't technical enough. Okay. I didn't say it wasn't technical enough. I just said it wasn't interesting enough. Oh, okay, right, okay. <laughs> See, I thought you were interested in the technical side. No. That's why. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought you no. were like, oh yeah, more about computer programming, please. <laughs> more, more, more of these. Enough. More about these guys that are <laughs> hidden away in the server rooms that he goes to, please. All I want, all I want was like an hour and 50 minutes. Mm, of, tell me more about a backdoor to a computer system. Of mm. him tapping out code. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to watch him tap out some code. That's all you wanted. It was funny as well because when he when he was using the keyboard, you never actually saw him use the keyboard. It was always pointed. The camera was always pointed to his face, and you could just hear in the background like that. Yeah, they never actually show you all of the keyboard stuff that he does. He probably didn't even have a keyboard. They had. That's probably because they had to put the sound on afterwards. They they ADR in all of the keyboard sounds. Well, one more bit of. War games trivia time for you then. Nice. It's different every time. It's different. It's kind of different every time. (laughs) Sounds a little bit more like Morse code every time. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm Morse coding help. Oh, okay. Help. He's doing more trivia time. (laughs) The computer in David's room is an IMSAI 8080. According to the person who supplied the computer, Matthew Broderick saved a shooting day by figuring out a programming sequence for the keyboard on his own after instructions were lost. What? Basically, Matthew Broderick is a massive computer nerd. What did he do? He figured out a programming sequence for the keyboard. Why did he have to do that? Because the instructions got lost. Yeah, but they're in a film. Yeah, I know, but he still had to type stuff in. He didn't type anything. I never saw him type anything in. 
Well, apparently he did. That's what I'm saying. That's a lie. Wow. I don't, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think not, it is. But no, it's not a lie. But that is the epitome of what the film is. Absolutely unnecessary. There's so <laughs> many parts of it that are unnecessary. Why did he need to remember how to program a part of the keyboard when... Why did they have to do that? Why was it necessary to tell uh, for the parents to say it, that they that they were eating raw corn? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I thought what you was might. That about? I hung on to that because was I was wondering about? when you were going to mention it. Because as soon as I saw that in the film, did I not say when we were watching it? Yeah. Why was that? Why did that happen? You were like contextually, that's a very strange thing to have happen. But it is though, isn't it? Because the guy was like, "Oh, I don't doubt it." What did what did they? Because <laughs> the dad was like. This corn is raw. And the mum was like, yeah, it's so sweet and crunchy. <laughs> so, yeah, you can really taste the vitamin A. Like, can we not just take a pill and cook it? <laughs> Although I do have to congratulate the dad on an ingenious <laughs> butter application method to corn. I, th- I was worried because at first when I saw it, I thought he was going to put it in between the bread and then try and eat it like a sandwich. But then, so I started off going, oh, oh, no, oh, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. Okay. And it changed. Yeah, that was probably... Butter the bread heavily. That was a good Wipe part. the bread on the corn. Yeah. That's... Yeah, but then you put the bread back. Yeah. <laughs> now you've For got... the next person to use. That is not how you make cornbread, my friend. <laughs> that's not that's not the same as we cornbread. We had corn today for dinner. We should have watched this before and then we could have done that afterwards. I know. <laughs> we didn't just have corn. <laughs> just if, in case people were I mean, we're not was, psychos <laughs> or anything. And it was really raw. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not psychopaths or anything where we just eat corn raw off of the corn. corn. I mean, not that they need to know this or anything. I just want it to be clear that we're not psychopaths and we're not people that pirate films on the reg. We're not not any of these things. Can I tell you a joke that I just thought of? Okay. (laughs) It's really good. Okay, this is going to make up for the jokes that weren't in War Games. What was the the name of uh, Matthew Broderick's character again? Oh, Jesus, I can't even remember now. Oh, probably something like Timmy or Johnny or something. No, it was David. It was David. <laughs> oh, David. Are you yeah. sure? It was David. Yeah, I okay. just said it was David. All right, all right. <laughs> Chill out. David. Yeah, it, was, it was David. It was David. David, David, David. David Rawcorn. David. Yeah, it was David. <laughs> David, can I, David. Can I tell yeah, you a David. joke that I just thought of? <laughs> okay. Why couldn't David see outside? Why? Because windows hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> what? Because windows hadn't been invented yet. He couldn't see outside because windows hadn't been invented yet. (sighs) Okay, this is made up for all of the jokes that were missing for you. But then actually in the film, he looked out of the window. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, okay, your logic is flawed (laughs) there, but... (laughs) Let's just pretend he didn't do that. It's already made up for it. Well done. Well. Brilliant. Take a bow. Short time, short time in the spotlight. I just thought of it myself. There we go. Well done. What's his favourite fruit? I don't know. <laughs> Is it apple? Yeah. Okay. All right. But it hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> I still like it. So, I think we should get a rating from you now. 
and I'm concerned about Ooh, what it's going to be. I did like the dog, though. The, does the dog give it extra rating? Um, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All right, good to know. <laughs> so if you're new to this show, every episode we have the person that hadn't seen the film give a rating, and every episode the rating, what it's out of, will change to be something from the film. So, Amber, what are you going to give War Games? And what's it going to be out of? Remember, it's not war games. It's war games. I'm going to give it three. Three? Because that, that's actually quite good. Okay, yeah. Because it had a dog. And I, <laughs> and I forgot about the rural corn part, which made me laugh. Okay. And then the Gallagher bit at the beginning. Okay. And you keep going on about how much people referenced it all the time. Okay. So I suppose it was important. But it wasn't the best thing that I've seen. Right, okay. Fair enough. And what's it going to be out of? I'm I'm gonna give it three pterodactyls. That's three pterodactyls. Yeah. Do you remember the joke in the middle? In the, I forgot there was actually a joke as well when he said, "Who made up asexual oh, reproduction?" Yeah. And he was like, "Your wife." <laughs> apparently, another bit of trivia, and this is an unofficial one, but apparently the crew on set didn't know the punchline to that joke because it, they hadn't put it in the script. So, <laughs> but they told. Matthew Broderick what the punchline was so that he could say it so the laughter that you hear is actually the laughter of the crew oh okay laughing at the joke I mean yeah it was kind of funny but I don't know if it was that funny yeah I thought you were going to give it out of uh, cans of tab for their blatant product placement yeah she drinking that all the time she had really weird nails as well two of her nails were like coke nails and the other two were short and normal oh weird (laughs) it's weird right very strange she was alright though yeah, very weird. So out of this and Teen Wolf, you'd rather watch this again than Teen Wolf? No. No? What oh, did I give okay. Teen Wolf? Two. <gasps> Two? Yeah. Yeah, this had a dog, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Teen Wolf had a wolf! <laughs> surely, yeah, wolf but... surely the wolf is better. Yeah, but Teen Wolf also had that dad. Yeah. That turned into a wolf out of nowhere for no yeah. reason. Yeah. All right. Although Teen Wolf should have got an extra point for having a flasher. I think that's why you gave yeah, it to. <laughs> probably. I think that was why you gave it to in the end. All right. So three out of of possible five pterodactyls, right? Yeah, that's quite fair, I think. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Because it did have technology. It was, you know, using modern modern things and it was trying to be progressive and it was trying to trying to be forward thinking well modern by their standards I mean you try using that now and well yeah are modern laugh by their you. standards yeah yeah but when the apocalypse comes <laughs> we'll be all That's we'll all be, be reverting like... back to that technology yeah because it'll be dial up for the loss of us melted and that one's just going to stay behind with the floppy disk the size of your head yeah <laughs> the second the asteroid kills off all of the satellites <laughs> No more wireless internet for us. No. We'll be connecting our phones to our computer monitors again. <laughs> Tapping in keyboard stuff all the time. No mouse for you. No more need for a mouse. It's all keyboard commands. Mm. <laughs> hope, hope you got your programming software down, Amber. No, might I don't. Want to start, might want to start brushing up on that. Matthew Broderick could be all right, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd be fine. Unnecessarily programming keyboards. For no I know, reason. right? Get him round, he'll teach us. I don't understand why he did that. It was in a film, they could have just faked it. (laughs) Don't get it. 
He's a weirdo. Added realism. I well, saw you... Matthew Broderick in real life as well. Well, you... and you didn't tell him that? Weird. I've never watched this before. Yeah, you should have told him. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. War Games. <laughs> Not War Games. War Games <laughs> gets three out of a possible five pterodactyls from Amber. But... What do you all out there listening think? Do you think that War Games is a culturally relevant film that has significant weight in the zeitgeist of the 80s? Or do you think that it's just a little bit boring and maybe not everything it's cracked up to be? Do you have suggestions of films you would like us to watch? that we might not have seen before, or even films that you're desperate for us to take a secondary look at that we might already have seen. If you've got a decent case for a film that we should watch that we might have already seen, and it's decent enough, maybe we will take a second retrospective look at a film we've both already seen, just if you ask us nicely enough. All comments are welcome and can be sent to us through our social media. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And make sure that you use the hashtag BTTRpod so that we know when we are being talked about on the internet. Amber, if the listeners have enjoyed this episode, this slightly irreverent episode, what should they do? Like, subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow at BTTR Podcast on Instagram. Yes, definitely do follow us on Instagram because Amber will probably try and find that photo of the dog with I'm, all of the... There's mo- no way. No? Sorry, no. Mm. It doesn't exist. We, uh, this is, I'm, I'm certain that I've seen this somewhere. No, I'm no, certain you've shown me. Not. I don't know. that phone is lost forever. That's a shame. Maybe someone can get in contact with us to learn how to get the photo off of a broken phone. I don't know. No, the phone is gone. (laughs) Ah, well, if anyone finds that phone, do send it to us because it's got a picture of a dog wearing Willy Wonka outfit on it and it's really funny and we want to put that on Instagram. So if anyone finds that phone, um, please do send it in to us. We'd really love to hear from you. Man who works at the tip 15 years ago (laughs) hey you never know you never know weirder things have happened it's not gonna happen spoiler alert explain what it looked like spoiler alert it's just picture a doberman wearing the glasses the phone oh Oh, right oh okay i thought we were talking specifically about the phone that's a shame all right but until that point of our next episode amber shall we play a game What about a nice game of chess? Okay. Okay, all right. Probably the safer option, really. If he just <laughs> yeah, if he yeah. just picked chess, none of this would have happened. <laughs> no, I want to play global thermonuclear war. No, no just play, play chess. War games. War games. No, war games, please. <laughs> <laughs>